0: Welcome to Ag Vic Talk, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria.
1: To sow or not to sow pasture? That's the question some producers are facing this autumn following recent fires. There are a number of variables to consider and to weigh them up, I'm joined in the studio by Agriculture Victoria Livestock Extension Officer Fiona Baker. Fiona, thanks for your time. Not a problem. Fiona, do pastures generally need to be re-sown after a fire, or does it come down to the intensity of the fire, or is it even more complicated than that?
0: It generally comes down to the intensity of the burn in particular, as well as the species that are in the pasture at the time. So when we're looking at a cool to moderate burn, we find that the fire just uh, essentially rushes across the surface of the pasture it burns those plants, but it tends to only burn the top of those plants and not the root material. Whereas if we get a really hot burn, it can actually burn the entire part of the plant and burn into the soil and kill them. So when that happens, we may actually need to re those pastures. Also, if a pasture is less than 12 months old, so the producer may have re-sown it the previous autumn for one reason or another, if it's less than 12 months old, often that root system's not strong enough for those plants to recover, even after a cool to moderate burn. So it may actually need resowing. Uh, in that case.
1: Fiona, you explained that really, really well, but I assume there's got to be an assessment process from the producer actually getting out in the paddocks and determining, well, okay, it was quite intense in this paddock, but not as much in the other paddock. What's involved?
0: Yeah, so the first thing they should do is, is go out and have a look at those different pastures. Some of the pastures, it depends on, you know, different paddocks may have different species in them. So have a look at a couple of different paddocks and have a look to see if there are any pasture plants present. Even if they look dead from being burnt, try what we call the pluck test, which is just grabbing hold of one of those remnant pieces of grass and seeing if that plant holds into the ground. And if they hold into the ground, they're likely to still be alive and may recover when the the rainfalls come. The other thing they can look at is they can do a water can test. So that's taking uh, a water can out every couple of days and pouring that sort of 10 to 12 litres in roughly a square metre area in that same spot and just see what comes back after about a fortnight. And that can give you an idea whether anything's going to regrow or not.
1: Fiona, it sounds like producers require a bit of a scientific approach to this though. I would assume you just can't go and stop once in a paddock and then go to the next one. I assume you've got to sort of map it out and plan it out because it'd vary from location to location, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, so when you do the water can test, we recommend doing it in the same spot. So if you're going to choose maybe just two paddocks, you can do it in just one paddock if you want to see what's coming back. But if you choose two paddocks, I normally recommend putting a uh, Still picket or, or an electric, electric fence tread in in the paddock where you're doing that so that you know to go back to that same spot each time uh, to use the water to, to keep that area moist. Basically, we're providing the moisture for those plants to recover, simulating what it might be like if the rain actually
1: falls. What about that pluck test though? I'd assume you'd have to map out across paddocks for that or is it a similar scenario?
0: No, that one you can just do randomly across a paddock. So you only really need to do that once. So post the fire, just go across the paddock and you can do it in a couple of areas across the paddock. If you see a change in how intense that fire burnt, you might be able to see a change in the soil colour going from a sort of a brownish burn to a really dark black burn. And that can tell you That the brownish area was a cool to moderate burn, and the real black area was a a more intense burn. And if you do find any plant material still in that blackish, really black coloured area, do a pluck test in there as well, just to see the difference between those areas. Because in the, the really badly burnt areas, if there is any remnant pasture material, it might just easily pull out. And that really does indicate those pasture plants are dead and that paddock will need to be re-sown or just that area might need to be re-sown.
1: Fiona, what about protecting the paddocks post-fire? What are the things that producers need to consider?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question, Drew. We often recommend putting, um, particularly if people have got a stock containment area, putting any livestock that you do still have on hand in those stock containment areas and fully feeding them with hay or silage, grains or pellets until those pastures have reached an ideal leaf stage while they're trying to recover. So when we're talking about an ideal leaf stage, basically we've got to wait until the rain comes to give that moisture for those plants to start to regrow and regenerate. But the ideal leaf stage for things like ryegrass are three leaves. So once that individual plant has three leaves on it, it's ready for a graze. Coxfoot and phalaris are four to five leaves before they're ready for a graze. And then when you do graze and we recommend an on and off grazing system to minimise any back grazing or re-grazing before that plant has rested and recovered, and back to that ideal leaf stage. And this helps to maximise that root growth and it helps to ensure that they begin to thrive a lot quicker. And the other thing we want people to think about is that weeds recover really quickly. But if there's little grass present and you'll not be able to re right away, we recommend that people don't spray out those weeds as they're providing really valuable ground cover and preventing that soil from blowing or washing away. And we recommend that they tackle them later when they're able to ensure a more productive species can take their place, because often the first thing that they need to do is get those fences back up so that they can get those stock out to graze properly. So first and foremost, if you have a stock containment area, try and hold those animals in that stock containment area. But if you don't have a stock containment area and you do have a paddock that uh, hasn't been burned or only had a very minor burn go across it and the fences are still intact, you can hold those animals in that paddock. And we call those a sacrifice paddock. And again, you'd be fully feeding those animals to try and give those recovering pastures as much of a chance as possible to get that leaf and those root systems up and running again.
1: Fiona, you've gone through some steps there to try and determine whether I should re-sow or whether it's going to recover, but is there also a bit of a halfway house with this too? You know, it might take off, but it might not take off.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So when those rainfalls come, we can see a, a little flush of growth happening, but some of what we thought may actually recover may have actually died in that process between the fire and actually waiting for the rainfall events to happen. So... Once the rains have come, I generally wait two to three weeks and go back across those paddocks and reassess again what they actually look like. Is there a clover germinating? Because clover seed may have actually survived the fire and particularly what we call subterranean clover. It's an annual clover, so it normally germinates in autumn and gets up and gets going. So is that actually filling in some of the blank spaces now that the rains have come? So go across your paddocks and look and see if there's above 70% desirable species. And that might be your rye grasses, coxfoots, phalaris, and your clovers. Or it might be in your native pastures. We see those native pastures recover quite quickly from fire. And they usually recover a lot better than our introduced species. So if there's more than 70% of those desirable species, then you won't need to re They'll be able to thicken up over time. But if it's below fifty percent, reseeding will actually improve your yields and that feed value on offer for stock. So definitely if it's below seventy percent, you might need to think about it, but if it is below fifty percent of desirable species, you probably should resow.
1: Fiona, then that begs the question When should you resow if you have fallen below those levels that you just outlined?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. A lot of people think you have to go in and sow straight away. What we often say to people, it depends on what stock you have on hand at the time. It depends on the conditions that have led up to that fire, so in East Gippsland with recent fires, they had a drought leading up to those fires. So stock numbers were already lower than they generally would be in normal conditions. And then the fires came and a lot of stock went off on adjustment if they weren't unfortunately lost. So there are a lot of people who actually didn't need feed straight away. So they could actually wait and start to plan for a re So a lot of people opted to wait till autumn the following year. Some also thought about the spring that was of that particular year the fire was in. So you've got the option in spring as if if you're starting to get more pasture growth happening naturally, plus you want to bring some more stock back on that you've got the option of doing a late spring sowing for summer fodder crops to get that extra feed. So fodder crops are things like chicory, turnips and brassicas and they'll grow over that summer period whereas pastures may struggle to get up and get going. So you have those growing over the summer and then come autumn you can spray those out and put your permanent pasture in but if you don't need that feed over that spring and summer period you can always wait for that following autumn after the fires before you re-sow those pastures the worst thing you can do is re-sow pastures and then not have animals to consume that feed that you've just spent a lot of money on getting into the ground so try and match your re-sowing with bringing stock back onto the place or when you think you're going to bring stock back onto the property.
1: Fiona, if farmers are in a position to cut fodder, what do they need to remember?
0: Yeah. So one option is that pastures can recover quite quickly after a fire and you may not have the stock to consume those pastures. So got this great opportunity to build up that feed reserve feed bank by cutting silage or hay or something along those lines. So what you need to think about is if you do have any stock on the property how much fodder can I actually cut? So think about how much those stock will need to eat as a mob per day and divide it by what the growth rate of that pasture is. And that will give you how much area that you actually need for those stock for their fodder requirements. If you subtract that away from the total area that you've got available, that tells you how much you can cut. When you do cut fodder, one thing you do need to think about, though, is replacing any nutrients that you take off the property. Because when we cut hay and silage, it removes quite a lot of phosphorus, potassium, and sulfur out of the system. And those pastures are already being hit hard by the fire and are struggling to recover. So we've got to look after them as much as possible. So if you do cut hay or silage off any of those pastures and remove it out of the system and don't feed it back within a couple of months onto those particular pastures that you cut it from, make sure you put that nutrient back. And if you contact your local Agriculture Victoria Livestock Officer, we can help you calculate how much nutrient you need to put back onto those pastures based on how much fodder you actually cut off those areas.
1: Agriculture Victoria Livestock Extension Officer, Fiona Baker, thank you for joining me in the AgVic Talk studio today.
0: Not a problem, Drew, it's my pleasure.
1: If you're looking for further information about fire recovery, pastures and feeding livestock, the Agriculture Victoria website contains information on fire recovery support, including a recovery after fires booklet. The Feeding Livestock website is another great resource, as well as the MLA website.
0: Thank you for listening to Ag Vic Talk. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. Contact Agriculture Victoria or your consultant before making any changes on farm. This podcast was developed by Agriculture Victoria, authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne.